Welcome to the Truth To You Daily Podcast, a podcast designed for teenagers who want to learn more about God's Word and how it impacts our daily lives. Journey with us as we set out to explore God's timeless truth one day at a time. Hello and welcome back. It's the Truth To You podcast, and I'm so thankful that you've chosen to take some time out of your busy day to be here with us. Teenagers, I want to say hello to you. I want to say that I'm praying for you, and I hope that your day has had a good start to it. Uh, Maybe you've been immersed in schoolwork, you're taking a break, or maybe you finished up for the day and you're getting a snack. Hey, however it is with you, I'm excited that you're here. Hey, we're launching into a new book of the Bible, and I'm so excited to tell you what that is. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's go ahead over to Psalm 90 and verse 2. This is our memory verse. We've got it for just today and tomorrow. Then we'll be talking about another one, but Psalm 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. One more time, Psalm 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. All right, so the book of the Bible that we are introducing here, we're going to be walking through, is the book of Acts. It's been a long time since we've read the book of Acts as a youth group, and this is an exciting event. And one of the reasons why I felt like the Lord wanted us to study this book is because um, the intense environment in which Christians um, were placed at this moment in history And uh, they were at a point here where there was great persecution from the government, and yet God chose this day and time to grow Christianity. And we see it happen, and we see the church established, and so many great things happen in this book. This is a transition book. Um, things, Things are moving away from the Old Testament Uh, the old sacrificial system. Christ has died on the cross. The church is being established now in uh, Acts. And uh, now now we're moving to a body of believers now that have, uh, uh, um, they go and they worship together. And uh, there's preaching and there's uh, singing, there's giving. And uh, so many great things in the book of Acts. The Lord also uses um, his apostles in this book to to do miracles and, and, and really draw people unto himself. We're going to be studying all of that. You could really break down the book of Acts into two portions. You've got um, the Acts really of Peter and the things surrounding his life in the first, oh, 11 chapters, 12 chapters or so. And then we transition to Paul and we start learning more about him and go on uh, these missionary journeys with him. And so what I want us to study about and what I want the Lord to sort of open our eyes over the next um, you know, 20, 20 days or so as we study this book uh, is I want, I want us to lock in on the fact that in spite of difficult times and circumstances, God can use those times to draw people to himself and even allow the church to flourish. You say, Brother Scott, how can the church flourish when we're not even meeting together uh, physically in, in a building? How is that possible? Well, you know what? The Lord can do it. And if there's anybody that can, it is him. But listen, that's not our thought for the day. I want to draw you to chapter one and verse number six. And I want you to see here 
a question that the disciples asked Jesus before he sends into heaven, all right? So notice verse 6, it says this, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? You know, the, the disciples here, Jesus had died on the cross. He's now introduced himself back to them. They're excited. They're enjoying the time together. They're still trying to process all of what the Lord wants to do, <clears throat> both here and in the future. And and uh, they asked this question. It sort of shows you what they were thinking. And their question was, Lord, is this the moment where you're going to set up your kingdom? And, you know, the Lord had talked about that a little bit. Old Testament scriptures had talked about that <clears throat> some, and and now they, they thought maybe this was the next thing that was going to happen. And what Jesus says to them is also revealing, <clears throat> excuse me, he says in verse 7, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. You know what Jesus says here? Jesus says, listen, you know what? That that's a part of the picture, but it's not for here and now. In fact, that's that's going to be in the future and and God the Father is in charge of orchestrating all of those events. But let me draw your attention to what you need to be concerned with right now. And that's when he goes to verse 8 and says that you're going to receive the Holy Ghost and that that uh, I, when that happens, the Lord's going to use you in a special way uh, to reach Samaria to reach Jerusalem, to reach Judea, and, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And, and so all of this needs to take place before the Lord would set up his kingdom. And certainly we look forward to the day that he returns, uh, that we enter the millennial kingdom, and, um, and so many other things that will happen in like sequence. Now, as we look at this, though, um, again, the angels, after Jesus ascends into heaven, the angels essentially come alongside the disciples and tell them the same thing. Uh, notice down with me in verse number 10, it says, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, Jesus goes up in heaven, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you in heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. The Bible says, Then they returned then unto Jerusalem from the mount, the mount that was called Olivet, which is Jerusalem, the Sabbath day's journey. Okay, so understand what's happening here. The disciples are, are getting the cart ahead of the horse just a little bit. Uh, they're asking this question of, okay, hey, now, is this the point where you set up your kingdom and, and uh, all, is, all is well and special and, and we just worship you for eternity? Jesus says, whoa, hold on a second. Hold on a second. There's some things that need to happen before we get there. And there's quite a, a few things that need to happen before we get there. And Jesus so quickly turns their attention to the next step. And, and that's my admonition to, to us as believers and to you as a teenager at this day and time. You know, we are, we are living in a day when it is very easy to get the cart ahead of the horse. You say, Brother Scott, what do you mean by that? Well, let me just say this. You know, uh, there are, there are long-term plans that I have made as an individual, we have made as a family, um, that, that are now up in the air due to the coronavirus. There, there are, um, restrictions that have been placed on us that now we're saying, well, how is this going to happen? Well, you know, what, what's going to happen here? And, and what if this continues on even longer than I, I, I'd imagined? And, and, and the questions go on and on and on. You know what Jesus wants us to do? He wants us to focus on this day. And what is this day? This is, this is Wednesday. 
And, and, and God wants you to focus on where you are at right now. Listen, don't, don't get the cart ahead of the horse. Don't, don't, don't take and borrow worry from tomorrow. You know, there was something that, that, uh, I was struggling with, um, about a month ago and, and I was, um, I was, I was asking the Lord to take care of it. I was a little bit worried about it. I was, um, I was just taking it to the Lord uh, often in prayer, and I was trying not to let it just consume my thought processes. But, but you know what? Guess what? That, that, that which I was struggling with is not even going to happen now. It, it's, not, it's, not even, uh, it's not even come to be. And you know why? Because the, the Lord just didn't have it in, in His plans. But ultimately, most of the time when we worry, it's over things that, that are, don't even end up happening. You know, we, we say, well, what, what if this happens? And, and what ifs? And, and we could spend a long time asking a lot of what if, if questions about the day that we're living in. But I think the Lord Jesus wants us to draw close to him because he's going to give us the next step. And the next step for these disciples was, listen, go back to Jerusalem. Wait, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what happened. And you know what? They got some clarity from there. The next step with, then was to, to, to take Christianity and take Christ in, in, in the, uh, the, uh, the recesses of that city, but then outward and further and onward. And, and the Lord would use these men to literally turn the world upside down. Now, now, sure, were they looking for the coming of the Lord again? Absolutely. And they, they, they longed for that. Were they, were they looking far off into the distance at times and saying, Lord, is this the moment where you're going to set up the kingdom and, and all is going to be well? Yeah, I'm sure they did. But I believe that Jesus taught them a very important lesson that day, and that is to focus on what needs to happen right at this moment. What is God asking me to do? Teenager, for you, it may be to, to just put your diligence and your work into uh, your education. Uh, you know, on those online classes to, to, to maybe, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish out this year um, with the highest grade point average that I possibly can, or, or, or I'm going to put my whole heart into this. I'm not going to be distracted while I do work. Uh, I'm not going to be deceptive in how I do work. I'm going, to, I'm going to please the Lord in every aspect of that. Or maybe it's maybe some of you need to focus on the way that you treat your family at home. Maybe that, that is the thing that you need to be thinking about today. Uh, Lord, you know, uh, you today want me to be a blessing to my family. You want me to be a sweet spirit in our home. And, and maybe that's what you need to focus on. Listen, it's going to be and look a little different for all of us. But can I tell you, there is something that the Lord wants you to focus on today. Listen, don't get caught up too far down the pike getting your cart ahead of the horse. All right. Allow God to leave you, lead you one day at a time. And I promise you that he will. Hey, listen, thank you for joining us on this Wednesday. I want to go ahead and leave you with the teenager of the day. And that is Michael. We're praying for Michael S. And uh, we prayed for his uh, two sisters the last couple of days. And this is a special day. We're praying for him. So um, he's a senior. And uh, I know that he would appreciate your prayers uh, during, during all of this and um, ask the Lord would give him wisdom and direction for future days, okay? Hey, I hope that you'll join us again. Thanks for coming. Thanks for spending some time here. And uh, take, take a little extra time and pray for others today, all right? Have a great day.